Welcome back to Swedish Podcast. In the previous episode, we heard how Guru Hargobind sent news to Amritsar about his release, how his mother, Mataganga, heard it, how overjoyed she was, how everybody there was celebrating in Amritsar. Now chapter 5 begins describing how all the congregation of Delhi was coming to see the Guru at sunrise at the Daban, the court session. There were great amounts of prachad being made for the large gathering. Many of these Sikhs that were coming were coming just to see the state Chandu was in. Guru Hargobin was there, sitting there amongst the congregation with thousands of Sikhs in attendance. The Prashad arrived there in the court and then an Ardas was performed, after which all the congregation then sat down and it was distributed. So the senior Sikhs, when they sat down, they started to have a conversation with Guru Hargobin and they said, Guru Hargobin our desire now has been fulfilled, seeing Chandu tied up. Ever since we told Guru Arjan not to accept the marriage that Chandu proposed, since that day Chandu was greatly sinful and vile towards us and the Guru. Watching it all happen, we regretted so greatly that we told Guru Arjan not to accept the marriage, thinking that we created that problem. We made such a grave mistake. When we heard those harsh words that Chandu said about the Guru, we told it in full to the Guru. Because of our writing, Guru Arjan didn't accept the marriage, the Guru left all friendship with Chandu, and Chandu felt disrespected. Since then, that enemy used all his strength to deceive and commit such vile acts. He has done such a vile and evil act, and now he is reaping the fruit of his actions. So now, we are without worry. You have captured the great enemy of the Guru. Guru Hargobin heard this and then replied, The exalted Guru Arjan Dev Ji orchestrated all of this according to his will. He placed this great sin upon the head of Chandu, which will now reap endless reward of pain for Chandu. Everyone should now strike him five times with their shoes. You should go look at him and do that before you leave. These senior Sikhs listened to the Guru's command, they went to go see Chandu tied up. They all then striked him with their shoes while countless people of the city were standing there watching. Chandu fell down again after being hit. Then the Sikhs would start kicking him until he was knocked out again. Guru Hargobind heard this and again quickly stopped the Sikhs from injuring Chandu even more. He said, don't kill him just yet. Stop at once. So early morning time, around 9, 10 a.m., the Sikh congregations, then they started to leave and go home for lunch. Guru Hargobind ate at that point, and after that, Jahangir arrived at the camp with much enthusiasm, bringing many men with him from his court. These ministers, these advisors, they came, they were all decked out in the most royal clothes with jewelry and gems and rubies. Guru Hargobind, was sitting there, Jahangir walked up with Chandu's wife and young son. Jahangir presented uh, these, the wife and the young son to Guru Hargobind. And he said, Chandu, the great sinner has committed such a vile act. So we have captured his wife and only son as well. 
You may give them any punishment you wish, but please do not keep any fault over my head for what happened. Guru Hargobind then compassionately said, Show them Chandu, but they aren't at fault for what happened, so release them. Only that person who did the vile act is worthy of punishment. So release the wife and son. So then they showed Chandu to them how he was knocked out, just lying there on the ground amongst all the dog crap and butchers, even without his toti, his dress, so he was lying there just completely naked. The son saw his dad in such a bad state, covered in crap, and that little son, his eyes began to water. Then Jahangir's men scared off the son and wife, and they ran away. After Guru Hargobind saved the wife and kid, the Guru then called the kings that were released from the Gwalior jail. And they were sitting there in attendance in the court. So the Guru called each one of them one by one, asked them, what area are you from? What kingdom did you lose? The kings heard all of this and they told the Guru which area they were from, asking the Guru for forgiveness and help. Guru Hargobind then gave them all a suropa, a very expensive robe, and a very fine horse, and putting a tilak, a mark on their forehead, declaring and announcing them as kings again. And then he took each of their hands and then gave it to the emperor and instructed them, if you act out, you will experience great pain. So obey the emperor Jahangir. You have been saved for this one time. So Jahangir saw what the Guru was doing and then followed this vibe and gave them their kingdom back. He sent over a minister to each of the new kings and then said to the kings, Go back to your kingdom and establish yourself again. Guru Hargobind has been graceful towards you. Otherwise, you would have been in jail for life. So the praise of Guru Hargobind then spread greatly over the lands because they would go back and, and recite the Guru's praise. They all said at that moment, Blessed, blessed is Guru Hargobind, who re-delivers kingdoms to kings. The kings remembered the teachings of the Guru to forever recite the true name of the Divine, and secondly, to remain in obedience to Jahangir. So Guru Hargobind and Jahangir would meet like this and chat. Jahangir was extremely relieved now that the Guru was happy and would do anything that the Guru asked. So Jahangir clapped his hands together and said, Guru Hargobind, the beneficent, the treasure of grace, now I have understood your glory. One very old and exalted Pir told me this as well. Guru Hargobind, you saved me from great fear. Whenever I would remember you, you would appear. I have understood you to be my protector. You have destroyed all my pains and fears. I am obedient to you, O Guru. So Guru Hargobind then said and replied, Listen, Emperor, whoever comes to the Guru's house with love, we will forever be their protector and will protect their honor. If they understand that they are in our sanctuary, they will be saved in both this life and the next. When Babur first met with Guru Nanak, he took the Guru as his protector and had faith in him. He made the Guru very happy and received his blessing. Between you and us, the Mughal Empire and the Guru's house, there will always be a connection. The Guru always protects its six. So Guru Hargobind said this, and Jahangir heard this and bowed his head. He got up then and then went back to his own camp.
Guru Hargobind, however, remained there at his own encampment. And at that time, he drank cannabis. This was early afternoon time. He mounted his horse and then went out for a stroll, traveling alongside the path by the banks of the Yamuna River, watching the water slowly flow and the beautiful greenery around the banks. They covered a great distance before dismounting. There were many Sikhs among them, amongst that group that went there. There was Nanda, the Sangheras were there as well, Jetha, Amiya, the Hares were there. There was the Nijar clan and the Randhava clan. Kripal of Jallu was there. And the Resolute Langaha and Prana were there. All of these Sikhs and Guru Hargobin then bathed in the river. They stood at the riverbank looking at the flow of the water. The dark colored waves going by. One Sikh at that moment, Prana, he asked the Guru, Who is this Majinu that everyone knows about? Whose name is associated with this land where we have made our camp? Guru Hargobind sitting there then explained, This is a very old story. There was a woman who was the daughter of a king. Her name was Layla. Majinu at one time, he heard about her beauty. And when he saw her, he instantly fell in love with her. He couldn't think about anything else. His mind was just forever focused on her. Majinu, who was in Lahore, would constantly just think about Layla day and night, just in that one pointed focus. One day, there was a messenger mounted on a camel who was going to travel to Delhi. Majinu met him when he was going to get ready and to head out. So Majinu then started giving the camel rider a message to deliver to his love, Layla, in Delhi. As he was telling the message to the messenger, that messenger just set off on his camel. Majinu followed him and just kept telling him the message. This message would never end. And he just ran alongside the camel the entire way until he reached Dili. He didn't even realize he was traveling such a long distance. He would, was just focused on relaying this message. So Majinu ran alongside the entire way quickly to Dili. And when he got there, he looked around and eventually he found Layla. Layla took him by the arm and said, you should stand just here. I'll come back to meet you, but just stay right here and wait for me. So she said that and then took off. Majinu, however, stood there, just remembering Layla the entire time. He remained like that, just standing there for many, many years. Not once during that entire time did he realize or take care of his own body. His body then dried up like a dry piece of wood, just standing there. But Layla didn't think about him the entire time. Because of the strength of his love, Majinu did not die. His mind was just greatly focused in on Layla. So like a dried tree trunk, he just stood there completely still. And one day a carpenter was walking by and in thinking that he was a tree trunk, he took an ax and tried to strike it down and cut it down. But when that ax hit Majinu, it took him out of his contemplation. And immediately he said, Layla, is that you? Have you come here? This completely freaked out the carpenter in seeing that it was a man and not a tree trunk. And he quickly went to the king, Layla's father, and told him about this. The king was afraid and quickly sent Layla to Majinu. When she saw Majinu, they were fully drenched in the flavor of love. They then, from all directions, directed their focus on that unity. And from that, contemplated the unity of the divine. From directing love towards Layla and then that was transformed into a focus on the divine. That's where 
And that's how Majnu became a saint at this very spot. And this is how Guru Hargobind told that story. All the Sikhs who heard it now understood it. They all then mounted their horses again and then headed back to the encampment. So it was evening time now and they ate their dinner and settled in for the night. And that's how chapter 5 concludes. In the next chapter we'll hear how Guru Hargobind makes a plan to head back to Amritsar and we'll hear how the wives of Jahangir are just shocked and amazed when looking at Guru Hargobind. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, we'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Manglacharan Patreon page. Get